0: The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Mindful of Your Health.
1: Sponsored by Emergence Health Network. Hi, everyone. It's time for another episode of our EHN Mindful of Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Noreen Hadamio. Today, we have a special guest with us, and he's one of our, our favorites, one <laughs> of our partners. We have Asitra Thoras with us. He's executive director of NAMI. El Paso. So, Isidro, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, tell us a little uh, little about NAMI and its purpose in our community.
0: Yes. So, NAMI El Paso is a local affiliate of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which is the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization. Here in El Paso, we've been here since 1986. um, And our purpose really is to bring education and support to families and individuals who are living and dealing with mental health conditions. Okay. And so we do that through our shared stories, our shared experiences, and really building a community that can be together for mental health. Okay, perfect.
1: So a big part of what you do, you mentioned, was, was education and support and advocacy, correct? Um, so. Tell us about some of the efforts and what you do in that capacity and and how is that helpful?
0: Sure. Some of our Our biggest efforts are through our signature programs, our educational courses. Um, So we have different courses for various audiences. One of our more popular ones is our family-to-family course, which is for adult family members who are supporting a loved one who's living with a mental health condition. We also have NAMI Basics, which is for uh, adult caregivers of youth, adolescents, who may be experiencing those peer-to-peer for uh, our adults living with mental health conditions. We have veteran courses, various things to give individuals the tools, the strategies that they need as they undergo their journey through recovery. We're also doing presentations in our community. So NAMI and Our Own Voice is a presentation where two individuals go out and share their story of what it was to, you know, go through their dark days of their mental health condition and come to terms with it and what they're doing to stay on their road of recovery and the hope that they have for the future. Uh, And we're also doing a lot of things with our youth. Our youth right now, um, it's a big focus in the mental health world, um, especially after this pandemic. And so we're doing our best to educate our youth, make sure that this next generation is going to be the generation that ends the silence when it comes to mental health. So that they can be open to reaching out for help for themselves, a friend, um, and just being there when it comes to mental health. Okay,
1: now I want to back up a little because you said something that, you know, a light bulb went off. So you guys um, have that support and education for family members who have a loved one with a mental health condition. And you don't hear about that often. Uh, I know at Emergence Health Network, we offer a lot of different programs, but it's for mostly for you know the individual. But wow, what a need that, that we also need to support and be there for the family members who have that loved one. How important
0: is that? It's it's so important. It's it's the birth of Nami, right? Yeah. Especially here in El Paso. There was two families that found themselves at Thomason Hospital, which is now UMC, and realized that there was no support for the family members. Wow. You know, they are the families are looking and hoping to find ways to support their loved one on their journey. Cause that individual can't do it alone. They need a system. They need a support system. And so if we can educate that support system on better ways to communicate, better ways to advocate for their family member, better ways to ensure that we're all focusing on our mental health, because not only does that family member also focus on their loved one's mental health, but on their own. How can you take care of someone else if you don't take care of yourself? So it's very, very important Um, and we have a wonderful um, our mission is grassroots so we have a wonderful group of of volunteers who are sharing their story every day.
1: Wow, okay. Well, I'm glad that we're sharing that with, with our viewers and our listeners. You talked a lot about uh, awareness and the outreach efforts that you guys have. And one of the big um, events that I'm aware of is uh, you know, NAMI Walks El Paso, correct? Because you spread awareness and, and help shed the stigma. Um, how important is that outreach you talked about? You have members that go out in the community to share their stories. How important is that?
0: Yes, 100%. So NAMI Walks is just one example of many events where we're looking to provide a positive platform to talk about mental health. Because sometimes when you talk about mental health, it's either when we've lost someone to suicide or there's a mental health crisis. And so we want to make sure that we're making, we're having these conversations every day. And providing that positive platform allows individuals to, you know, not only check in with each other, but check in on themselves and be able to understand that there's no reason to have shame there's, we need to eliminate the stigma so that we're seeking help when we need it. Okay. The average delay between someone showing symptoms and getting help is anywhere from eight to ten years, mm-hmm. and some studies are showing that that's only increasing. Oh, really? So that means our work is so important that we make sure that there's these spaces to talk about mental health, so that individuals know there's help out here.
1: And you talk about that that lapse <clears throat> in getting treatment, but mental health is like with a physical health. The sooner you understand it and get treatment, the better the outcome. Is that
0: correct? hundred percent. And the way we have to exercise for our physical health, mm-hmm. we have to work to have good mental health. So that, you know, means a lot of similar things to the way we have physical health is, you know, sleeping or getting time for ourselves. You know, we're so busy work, you know, our kids, school, families. And so it's so important to, you know, focus on our mind the way we do all of our other, you know, physical organs, focus on other physical conditions. And really give our mental health uh, that time to to be good, and if it's not, we can offer that to help to check in
1: on ourselves. You also mentioned, um, you know, unfortunately, we we start the conversation when it's already at a crisis. Um, but the goal, it seems as though, is to be proactive and start those conversations early? Like, when, when should we be starting those conversations and how does that conversation look?
0: Quite frankly, I think we should really start having these conversations with our kiddos a lot younger. You know, when we talk about maybe elementary school students, okay. maybe it's not necessarily going through all the mental health conditions, but right. teaching them how to, you know, talk about their feelings. Um, what what's going on at school and share you know hey today was a bad day okay. and how can we work to make it feel better and as we move all along and you know when we talk to our middle schoolers and high schoolers we talk to them about the warning signs those symptoms of mental health conditions okay. 50% of lifetime cases begin by the age of 14 75 by 24 really? so that age you know is so important to identify those symptoms understand those symptoms reach out out, um and for help if you need it or just work again to have good mental health so
1: do you mind sharing some of those symptoms like if we we're having a conversation with let's say one of our high schoolers what are those some of those symptoms that we should be looking out for
0: yeah so we go through about maybe like 10 with with our high schoolers we talk to them about you know if they're feeling sad or withdrawn for maybe more than two weeks we stress the importance of the duration of those feelings and if they're really keeping them from doing their day-to-day activities we talk a lot about anxiety you know we all have anxiety but if that anxiety is constant and is really you know we can't get out of bed or we don't want to go to school or we just want to stay home um we also talk about substance use you know if they're using alcohol drugs to really you know as a way to Deal, you know, with it. deal with it it's not the best way um, weight loss weight gain um, erratic behavior um, we also talk to them about suicidal thoughts or self-harming um, which is definitely an important an immediate sign that we definitely need to take care of
1: okay so we need to look at this as um, and that's you know starting that conversation early um, like we do let's say with any type of cancer Um, we start that conversation. What are the warning signs of a heart attack or high blood pressure? It's the same thing with mental health and we need to not be afraid of that.
0: Right, 100%. You know, like we go through school, we have eye checkups, yes. they'll check for scoliosis. Yes. When are we checking for mental health? When are we having those conversations? Okay. And so it's very important to have those um, and, and kind of putting them in our day to day lives, not being afraid of talking about our emotions or feelings, especially in our community, in the Hispanic community. Yes. Um, and kind of opening and breaking down those barriers that keep us from from sharing and, and, and looking for that support when we need
1: it. Okay. Ah, oh, such valuable information. Okay. Um, so when about the, uh, the message, um, you know, that to have those conversations early, um, what might you say to like a loved one who notices those symptoms of maybe a family or a friend? How, how can we help that's not over helping? Or is there such a thing as over helping
0: <laughs> no definitely we want to make sure that there's a good safe space okay. we want to be not judgmental and we want to give them the opportunity and so we can say something like you know what i noticed that you know you haven't been around the family as much okay. i noticed you're not Going out as often as you used to, or I don't notice doing your favorite things. Um, kind of letting them know what we are noticing, what I am noticing, um, and showing that concern and sharing that concern. So that way they don't feel cornered, they feel safe, and they feel like, whoa, you know, someone's listening, and um, hopefully that can open up to share. But we get those calls all the time, and we have those conversations all the time. Sometimes it's really hard and sometimes it's still very scary and so it just takes time but being there I think is the number one thing that's that can be very helpful. Okay.
1: How about a message to our community because when you deal and unfortunately there is that stigma and we've we've come a long way in regards to um, <clears throat> you know shedding that stigma or or gaining that acceptance there's still a long way to go right um, but what message would you give to to those listening and and those watching? Because um, it, it's got to be a little scary to think, oh, my God, to think that I, you know, I that I have cancer, but then you think, oh, you know, it might be scary to think that I have a mental health condition. So, what would you say to to those out there?
0: I think one of our big messages when we talk about mental health conditions is they're medical conditions. They're common. One in five U.S. adults are living with a mental health condition in a given year. And so, there's help out there. There's you know ways that we're working to take care of our mental health and be able to be on a journey of recovery. You know, there. Yes, it's not an easy journey. A lot the times and you know there's so many factors and barriers um but the number one thing is th- there's a community here that understands what you're going through and is looking to support you as you go on that journey
1: perfect and there's resources in the community yes so that's where i want to go next because community collaboration at nami el paso and emergence health network we collaborate on a lot of different programs and we work well together a lot of partnerships um, how important is that collaboration?
0: It's so important, you know, as while, you know, again, we talk about the individual, they can do it alone. Our organizations can do it alone. You know, there's, there's so many things that we have to do to make sure that we're providing the best behavioral health care system in our communities possible. And so our collaboration with EHN has been very helpful. You all are the providers and we're the families and we're the individuals. And so it was, it was a collaboration that only made sense. Mm-hmm. And we're so grateful to see how, how it's flourished and how it's been beneficial uh, to each other and especially to us as we continue to offer our programs no cost to our
1: nice, community. Nice, and that's important. Um, we do wanna mention that to the community, that NAMI is at no cost to to the community. Yes,
0: all, all of our programs are at no cost to the community. We provide them with resources um, that are available, and so it's very important to, okay. to keep that going.
1: And the collaboration between us and EHN, has that opened doors for collaboration with other agencies as well?
0: Yes, definitely. Okay. You know, we're, we're, our whole entire mental health community here yes. in El Paso has definitely grown, come together. Um, and really leading the charge across the state, across the nation, Great. when it comes to building that best behavioral health care system. Okay, so
1: we want the community to know resources are out there and they're not alone. 100%. Okay, so finally, um, how can our, our those viewers and listeners uh, learn more about NAMI and where can they get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, one of our big tools is social media. We're big on social media, that's how we're communicating and bringing that awareness and providing that support. So we're NAMI El Paso across all of our major social media. Our website is namiep.org, or you can pick up the phone and give us a call. Okay, perfect. Okay,
1: finally, the final, final
0: question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's the most important message that you
0: wanna leave with today? I, I think my most important message is that you are not alone and we're together for mental health. Perfect.
1: Thank you, Cedro. Appreciate thank you so much, Karen. it. And we want to thank you once again for being with us. Hopefully, you're walking away with a lot of valuable information to know that you're not alone and that um, El Paso as a whole has a lot of resources when it comes to um, making sure that we, we have mental health. 100%. Okay. Thank Thanks, Cedro. thank you for being with us. We'll see you next time. We are Emergence Health Network, caring for our community for more than 55 years. Our mental health professionals provide trauma-informed care through our 24-hour crisis services, children and adult outpatient clinics, substance use treatment programs, assistance for our military, and programs to help individuals with developmental disabilities. Through community collaborations, we have also worked to expand behavioral health access in our schools and on our streets. At EHN, we are committed to your mental well-being. This is us working for you.
0: Thank you for letting us be mindful of your health. Brought to you by Emergence Health Network. We'll see you next time. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.